self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i just took a dna test turns out i'm 100 percent that bitch okay damn also known as calamity red it's a lizzo uh lyric if you would listen to lizzo you would know <laughs> all i know is that you sent me a link i did to a lizzo song called jerome called jerome <laughs> about grooming a minor that is not why do you misunderstand all of lizzo's music it is not about grooming he's saying that because the chorus is jerome take your ass home come back when you're grown because he's immature no. Jerome is an immature motherfucker. That's why she's no, telling Jerome him. No, Jerome is a young boy Jerome. who's trying to get some cheeks. How many young people do you know named Jerome? I don't know very many, but I also don't know the timeline <laughs> upon which this is. How old is Lizzo? Lizzo's younger than us. She's younger than us? Yes. It's some Jerome no. out there. <laughs> then what's the odds of her having a Jerome her age then? I mean... <laughs> if that's the case listen it is not about grooming a minor it is about a, a immature ass nigga that she saying come back when you grown did you listen to if you listen to the verses then you know he just do an immature ass shit jerome is immature so she's saying go back home then what are the odds of him actually growing and coming back like I mean, that is like a one percent chance it makes more sense that he's a young buck that she think is attractive, but he no, just too young right now. You said you said she gonna see him at a block party in three years, they, and she gonna be like, "Boy, you done grown up." They write songs Jerome. about ain't shit niggas all the time. You sent me Stanley by Jasmine Sullivan. Okay, Erica Badu had called Tyrone because she went because he wasn't shit. I don't even know what his name was, but his friend's name was Tyrone. It's the same. It's in that genre of song. It's not the same. It is. It's not the same like because Stanley in none of their songs that they give a line that indicated that he may be underage. Not. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this with you. You need to still. You still haven't listened to her album. You need to listen to Lizzo. Your brother told you to listen to it. He did. My she brother did. sent me a text message out of the blue. He don't listen to the podcast and said you need to listen to Lizzo's album. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. This is the second song that you've misinterpreted. You misinterpreted tempo. I ain't misinterpreting nothing. You did. Tempo is a freaky song. It is not a freaky song. And Jerome song. is about grooming young kids <laughs> so that they can clap the cheeks when they get in their 20s. Who are we? We have been saying who we are. We are Conversation Con Artists. Back for another fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artists, and send it to us that way. Um, I have two. We don't have a letter as of yet. I don't know if Colin's going to send it mid-show. But... Um, I had two two things this week that I wanted to talk about. One is my fucking hair. <laughs> I use something different. Yes, and her hair looks different. I use the stuff that was sent to me in the lube boxes. If y'all missed that episode, I was sent hair products in lube boxes to my job, <laughs> and I opened them in front of my coworkers. But Billy Jelly. <laughs> Yeah, it was because it was the lubricating <laughs> jelly from the hospital. But when people see lubricating jelly, people think sex stuff. They don't think hospital. I'm sure you can use it for sex stuff. I'm sure you can. I don't know. 
know. Is it? I don't know if it's supposed to be used internally. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyhow, not neither here <laughs> nor there. Oh, so I used it, and it's not Aussie. I'm a fan of Aussie. I'm just gonna be a fan. My hair look completely different than it does when I use the Aussie. It feels different, and I feel like by the end of the week, I'm gonna look like a cotton ball about the head. So. I'm sad about that. But I wanted to go ahead and use it because I need to just get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it looked different. It does. And it looks like it looked like the hair that Joker had in Dark Knight. He led Joker. It looked that's what it looked like. Which is not a good thing. Um <laughs> It's like when you you know when you cook spaghetti. <laughs> right? Yes. And you're cooking it all in the pan. But sometimes when you cook it like Six or seven strands stick together, <laughs> like because that you didn't separate them that well. Yeah, the rest of them are all individuals, but it's like her has grouped up like that now. <laughs> versus last week, it was like all of the individual, individual little strands. Individual strands. Yeah, that's what Aussie does. So yeah, uh, I'm still a fan of Aussie Miracle Curls. I'm repping them because it works. And now I've again I've used something different just to change it up, and I don't like it. So, second thing, being black in America, I don't really think about it a lot of times because it just is what it is. But there are moments that happen where I'm like, shit, (laughs) I was sitting in my apartment minding my good business and I hear outside the most country, good old boy, just yell ever and i got immediately nervous like a yeehaw or no, no. what did he he didn't say yeehaw he said um let's go or some some shit like that and i was just like and he said it multiple times so i was getting ready to walk the dogs i didn't even want to go outside and walk the dogs because i feel like i don't know what the fuck they're doing and i don't know what's gonna happen when my black ass walk out there but like that tone that really southern good old boy country accent just does something to my spirit when i hear and they could be the nicest people ever that have this accent okay maybe not a racist bone in their body i don't know but when i hear that voice especially doing some yeehaw type shit makes me nervous like jeff sessions (laughs) like his dialect yes oh my god i hate that it makes me just think of just old racist southern ass white men like that's just and i get it i know people can't help their accent i know that that doesn't mean anything but when i hear it it just triggers something and i didn't even want to go outside and walk my dog because i was like i don't know what the fuck they out there doing and i don't know if i go out there if i'm gonna get called a nigga i don't know what's going on so i waited until i didn't hear any more of the good old boy chat before i took the dogs outside and i just as i was sitting there i was like damn being black is so like like you have these things that you that trigger you or that you you think about or that you have i feel like i have to be aware that it's it's certain places in alabama i'm not gonna go after dark like clanton and shit i'm not going there after dark. i don't feel like i'm welcome (laughs) like i don't feel like they want my black ass there so i don't go (laughs) like i just just that kind of stuff i think is what sometimes white people don't realize that through just living and seeing how we get treated you get conditioned to be like just like ooh, 
Like as soon as I heard that, that was the immediate thought in my head. Like, oh shit, what are these white boys <laughs> doing? Like, first of all, very obviously was a white voice. Very obviously was a good Southern boy. <laughs> and I just, I didn't want to go outside because I didn't know what they were doing out there. Didn't sound like nothing I needed to be a part of. I still don't know who it was or why they were out in the middle of a apartment complex just yelling country shit. I still don't know what's going on. They was yelling, let's go! Might have been talking about going to Black Lives Matter. Get the fuck out of here. What are the odds? Organization <laughs> no. meeting. Maybe they were. I'll never know because I didn't take my black ass That's out. because... <laughs> You're prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. I just know I have to be careful in certain situations. And that's that I guess that's my point is that you have to be so much more aware of like the people around you. <laughs> I feel like like I know white people feel like, you know, they get nervous when they around us, but I feel like we have more reason to be nervous around them, to be honest. Well, they were like, Let's go. We're gonna go get some food. It's gonna be delicious. That, Come on, you're taking time. No, but either way, woohoo! Let's like no. That's well. Either way, <laughs> I'm still saying how. What I'm trying to point out is how white people, in some instances, can just live normally without thinking about yeah anything. And we hear something, and it takes us to a place in our culture history that may. Make us hesitant to, you know, engage or be around. And that, that was person. my that you said it a lot more eloquently than what I was saying, but that's what I meant is that and that I mean it's other things that'll happen. I might be out somewhere and hear. Or like if I see the, those motherfuckers with these like trucks that they go mudding in and shit, I stay away from them white boys because I just feel like <laughs> They don't want me around. They, they okay. <laughs> and sometimes. I'm sure they, sometimes they are, and I'm sure they are. I'm just saying that my initial reaction all the time is to be like, ooh, let me not, let me not go over there. Just we all got that. Over here. We all got that. White people got that too. Um, because somebody with a do-rag and a grill and a gold chain and they bust a slack <laughs> and they got on some J's and some Jabot jeans. <laughs> Jabot. First off, if you got on Jabot jeans, you got a pistol in there somewhere. <laughs> we all know that. That's common knowledge. You already know the dude with Jabot jeans was finna shoot up the club, <laughs> shoot up the block party, shoot up the neighborhood, be at somebody's girlfriend house with the pistol. That's that's what was about to happen. All right. Jabot. Um, but most of that is still propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not applicable to everybody but there is a history in white culture where nearly everybody was racist towards black people so and like i said i'm from the south so like for people listening that are like well your ass is from alabama why why would that that country act? because i don't sound like what the the accent <laughs> about and the people around me don't sound like the accent that i'm referring to Okay, I'm talking about that again, the good old boy Southern Jeff Sessions type of accent. Don't kind of accents make me nervous. Mm-hmm. 
Like, especially because I live in the South. Like, I feel like if I live somewhere else, I just think it was just, oh, that's what, you know, Southerners sound like. Living here, I know it's a fucking difference between people that sound like me and that just don't enunciate all their words and motherfuckers that had a really, really heavy Southern accent. There's a difference between mm-hmm. us, <laughs> betwixt us. It's a difference. And it's a difference. it just, yeah. I don't know, it just made me start thinking about how immediately I responded to that one. Like I said, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh shit. I was like, mm, we're going to have to wait to go outside. <laughs> I don't know what they are doing, but it don't sound, again, don't sound like nothing I need to be a part of. And my dogs are not, are not guard dogs, especially not Remy. Remy's the bigger one, which would be the one that I, you would think I would feel the safest with, but I feel safer with Kingston. Because Remy... It's too fucking friendly. <laughs> and we would go out there and I feel like they took my dog off hunting and some shit. He'd have been cool with that. And I'd been dead somewhere. Like, no. Cool. Kingston don't like nobody. I can I can walk with him. I know he got me. If you said some nice shit to Remy, it's over. Like, I, it's, if you could kill me, kill him. He don't care. <laughs> it don't fucking matter. That nigga's too nice. So he ain't no guard dog. I can't be like, oh, I'm going outside with the dog, the big dog. I'll be safe. Like, no. I got something that I want to talk about, but I want to talk about it after we do Colin's letter. Oh, he sent it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Episode 199 and 200. Swing low, sweet meat. He should (laughs) have did the 199 Ah. and the 2000. That would have been funny. (laughs) I wonder if he he might have meant it like that. Maybe not. That would have been funny, but <laughs> I didn't do it. Taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand. Swing low, sweet meat. Oh God, call it why. You know why. I know why. Because it's amazing. So first things first, meat positivity. I'm so sick, of y'all. So first things first. Shout out to Leon for your participation, sir. I should be in London later this year, and I want to participate in a party. Laugh out loud. Just kidding. But for real though, don't <laughs> tell Red. <laughs> All right, two quick things because I know y'all recording right now as we speak. What do y'all know about power moves? I might be flying to Chicago to see a young lady in October. And would y'all participate in one of Leon's parties? Why or why not? And finally, (laughs) can you please get into this weather forecast shit with your man's Trump? Power moves. I don't know quite... I feel like it has something to do with dating because I've heard that in the context of dating, but I, I don't know exactly. So let's Google this thing and see what the first article that comes up is and see what they're talking about. All right, let's do this article. 12 dating power moves that actually make you a jerk. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what they're talking about. Okay. The first one is dominating the conversation all the time. I've gone out with somebody that did that in it's weird it's like it makes me not want to go out with you again i don't i don't i don't like you gotta have a balance like i don't want to be out with somebody who don't say shit and just want me to do all the talking but i also don't want you just sit up here and talk about yourself the whole fucking time either like it's a balance you gotta be strategic i think you gotta go in planning to ask her questions like if you know you're a person that tends to dominate conversation Mm -hmm. you've got to at least create the illusion of balance Yes. So that person can have an opportunity to speak to you. Yes. As they get to know just how you are. Otherwise, yeah. 
do you really get to know that person? Yeah. I went out with somebody who just bragged about his accomplishments the whole time. That ain't cute. Like, it's just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. Great. Like, it's not, I mean, what, a, what, mm. what have I talked about on first dates? I don't really, I, don't, I ain't never really did first dates where I didn't know people. Because I've always met people online. Mm. Always. I met them online. And by the time I meet them, I already know as much as I want to know to make me comfortable with me now. I went out with a guy who had social anxiety. I think I may have told this story before. I actually took the ungame for like 20-somethings, the cards, and took them out so that he wouldn't you feel... You took a fucking therapy game on a date? I did. Oh, <laughs> Lord, goddamn. He liked it. It made him like relax and he was able to talk and he didn't feel like... I don't know. It worked. I figured it would. Um, How did that go down the drain? One, he was white. <laughs> oh, your prejudice is showing. I'm not prejudiced, but like, I just... You're racist. I just couldn't. And he was black like. people can be racist, right? <laughs> I don't think so, but whatever. Keep going. He also was like, like ridiculously shy. And it just got to be like, I can't, we can't do therapy games all the time. Like he just, it was too much. It was, it got to be feeling like work. <laughs> As opposed mm. to like dating somebody. Like I felt like I had to come up with therapeutic tactics and shit. It was too much. Canceling dates or leaving someone on the back burner regularly. I clean, clearly that's self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean. But so power moves um, is like a shift in the power dynamic. So like making yourself feel like you're back more in control. So I think with Colin, him saying that he's going to visit a young lady in Chicago. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Chicago. Um, the power dynamic changes I don't know if it changes or more to her end since he's going to see her and or if it's more I'm here I can leave whenever the fuck I get ready to so I'm the one in control you know what I'm saying like I don't know if it's because he's in her space that if the power move would be her or if it's because because I like to go to people's houses I don't like for people to come to my house the reason being it's a lot easier for me to be like well okay I'm gonna get up and get head on up out of here getting somebody out of your fucking house can be difficult like without being an asshole and being like leave motherfucker like i need you to go trying to drop all of these hints and shit like <laughs> so i'd much rather go to somebody's house where i'm in control and i can leave well i don't know i mean i clearly as most things it depends on the people in the situation yeah but i wouldn't see fl a flying for a man as a power move to me like i guess that would be initiative if this is like early on in the interaction yeah and i mean if they live in different somebody will gonna have to fly drive somewhere if y'all don't live in the same city like that shit was gonna happen somebody was gonna have to do something what are the other playing hard to get constantly i ain't got time for that demanding that he's always available this sounds like some young people shit <laughs> putting on the red receipt but purposely not responding that's some young people shit Hiding your intentions with someone to keep them on the hook. This just sound like cheating, plain and simple. Yeah. Gaslighting him when you know he's right. Ghosting a person you've been seeing. Never allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And not letting your ex move on. I don't see. I don't, I'm not putting the correlation of how what makes these power moves together. 
This just seemed like dickhead shit. Well, that's why he said. That's why the article says it's what makes you seem like a jerk. Like so. I guess if people do those things intentionally for an outcome, they would be perceived as some kind of power move. Yeah, because it's like, I'm not going to text you. I'm going to wait and make you text me type shit. But the reason I said that sound like some young people shit, this leave on red shit, only time I hear folks talk about that is with my teenagers. My teenagers get on my nerves with that. He left me on red. She left me on red. And at first I was like, the fuck does that mean? Because that wasn't a thing. And it's not even something that <laughs> that I like that's just not terminology that i use but i finally figured out what the fuck they was talking about how um facebook and some of these other apps change to where you can see where somebody read your message and then they don't respond which i think is bullshit why the fuck do they need to know i looked at the shit hmm i don't need to know that it's not it's not important if you send me a text message you don't know if i write text messages or not so fuck is you doing but with not this? responding is your reply <laughs> so when it's been read and you don't reply then you got your answer <laughs> you rather have that or no answer just be up in the air not knowing whether they read it or not that's glory for a person who don't want to really respond <laughs> they can always do the example oh i didn't see your message <laughs> well now you i know you saw my message motherfucker now they got to come up with a more creative lie. Man, I clicked on it, and then I got a phone call, and then I had a call, but I didn't really get a chance to read it. Then by the time my phone call ended, I ain't even go back to it because I had forgotten I got it to begin with. So I ain't read it. My bad. What you, what? That's like, you got to be more creative you do. with your lies but and all of that jazz. The only time I hear somebody complaining about being left on red is my teen. I don't think I've heard any. And I'm sure there are some grown people that do that shit, but like, I've only heard it in the context of teenage relationships and friendships. Um, I I just look. You, I look at relationships as a collaborative effort, and so having a power move or a power dynamic isn't healthy to me, because we're gonna always be fighting for like who will, who gonna be in this the seat of power or some shit. I'm not trying to do that. Like it's more of a how are we going to navigate life. Together. So is it like a boxing match? Is what like that's a bo- collaborative effort? A boxing match isn't a collaborative effort. Yes, it effort? is. No, it isn't. They've collaborated to have this arrangement upon which they engage. Yeah, but you're still trying to win the match. Any kind of win lose dynamic, I feel like in a relationship is not healthy. So it's like a spades partner. Yes, it's like spades. How can we get as many books as possible and run the fucking table? I'm not, you're not my enemy. Like, I'm not trying to fight against you. I'm not trying to win against you. We trying to win against everybody else. So, yeah, spades is a better example. But there are also some things you can do to fuck up. Renege if you want to. (laughs) Well, that's like cheating Say you got five books and you only got four. That being honest. Those are, that correlates with bullshit people do in relationships that you don't need to be doing. As my partner... We both should be trying to do what we need to do to run this table. Fuck around and don't be paying attention and cut my book off. (laughs) If my damn jack of hearts will win the book and you throw down a spade, that's some bullshit. This relationship ain't going to (laughs) work. You keep doing shit like that. Sandbag and sell. collaborative effort i don't like the win lose power dynamic because you always i don't want it's not adversarial that to me is an adversarial way of looking at a relationship and i'm not trying to do that i'm not trying to win against you i mean (laughs) so for me power dynamics is stupid because 
if you're wanting to be with this person, it, it's a collaborative effort. It's something that you both have to work at. And it shouldn't be something that you should want to win. <laughs> Win-lose is, is not healthy because in order for you to win, somebody got to lose. And it may be you. It may be him, her, whoever you with. Like, in order for there to be a winner, there has to be a loser. So I don't like win-lose dynamics when it comes to relationships. Power dynamic falls into that because y'all are always going to be fighting over who's going to be in the seat of power. It's too, it's too much. Your goal is to have a healthy relationship with the whoever you with. Period. What if you try to fight as to which one of you put the other person on the pedestal. What do you mean? Well, like who's a battle for uplifting? That's still stupid. No, we. I'm not trying to outdo you in anything. Not even positive shit. We just need. To, <laughs> like I, no, no win lose dynamic. Collaborative. We trying to get through life together. It's us against them, but it isn't me against you. It's just not a healthy dynamic in my mind. But I don't know if you, like, I, I don't know how you really, like, balance that out. I don't know how you, like, if I know what she got me for my birthday last year, I'm not going to be in my head, like, what can I get something that is on the equal playing field <laughs> precisely? I'm going to be like, man, she, I got to level the fuck up <laughs> in this shit. I got to know. So I got to. What? It's like, you not going <laughs> to. Well, but I I guess I mean more in the terms of I have like I, couples counselors I hate doing it so much. Um, I mean more in the dynamic of every time y'all have a disagreement, you trying to beat this other person, win this. Like no, whatever the problem is, resolve the problem, move the fuck on. Like why you gotta win? The relationship needs to. That's win. why I'm flipping it to the other side. I'm flipping it to the side of we gonna keep leveling up over each other. That's the opposite. Like, is it such thing as that good competition where you do better tomorrow? If everybody do better tomorrow for the rest of our lives, <laughs> then that shit got to be amazing. It does, but it just depends on how competitive you are. Because even with that, it could be if you're going to put us in debt because you just <laughs> we ain't got the money for you to do this shit. But you just want to do bit bigger than what I did for you, even though we ain't got the money. That's a problem. <laughs> like, I mean, it's reasonable. It has to be within reason. OK. Um, That's still irrational. I'm thinking more along more of like a realistic way of achieving that, you know, just. Even that, I feel like and not even like and not even a competition, but just the the core concept in this person's world is I want to make this person's life better tomorrow. But better tomorrow is subjective. You we talked about love languages on here before. If my love language is not receiving gifts, I don't give a fuck about you doing bigger than what I did for you for your birth. If that I'm actually that's gonna. And this does make me, I'm not a gift, big gift person. And it does make me kind of feel weird. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I would much prefer you plan something for us to do to spend time together than I would for you to buy me something really expensive. So that's still going to be subjective. Better tomorrow is going to depend on the person that you with. Because better tomorrow doesn't necessarily mean you do better, bigger things for me than what I did for you because I might not like that. But I mean, at the, at the point that you're where I'm thinking about, you know that about the person. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a much closer grasp on what a better tomorrow for you is yeah. than the person you finna meet next week or whatever you meet somebody. <laughs> True. So at the point that I'm talking about, they gonna know you well enough to know what marginally better and realistically better looks like 
that can go tomorrow. And I'm saying if both of y'all do that reasonably, I still see that as moving your relationship forward. Though it's not, it's still not really competitive. Like that's just we both are trying to make sure that we doing the best we could possibly do at all times. It's not adversarial. It's moving the relationship forward and making sure the relationship stays stable. So I got you. Um, would you go to one of Leon's parties? I would not. At all? No. Wouldn't even consider it? No. No. Mm-mm. Even just to watch? No. I would. No. I, would I, I, I mean, I, that was the answer I expected yeah. from you. I would. The re- he said, why or why not? So, I... One, watching people have sex is weird to me. It feels like voyeurism. That's what it feels like for me. Even, like, watching porn at a point becomes like voyeurism like it's weird so like in person i can't imagine i just don't think i would be comfortable and that that would be something that i was into participating i'm just real weird about like people touching me (laughs) so a bunch of strange motherfuckers that i don't know is not appealing to me you could touch somebody Reach out and touch somebody's they hand. They gonna have to touch me too. Like I not don't necessarily. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be able to go in there and be like, "Don't nobody put their hands on me." But I'm gonna touch y'all. Yeah, y'all. you could do that. That could be your kink. It could be, but it any would have to be. man who put their hands on me gets out of the room. I'm only touching you. Hands behind your back. Handcuffs. I just, it's not appealing to me. I'm just saying, there's ways to. Yeah. It just achieve many it, things it's just in not, their world. It's not something. I'll that. go to a party. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'd be grossed out if I was in the room and I watched this dude just get through banging a chick and hand off a condom to another dude and he scurry away with it. I'm gonna tell you right now that <laughs> shit. I'm gonna be like, what the fuck did I still like? Imagine a person going to a party for the first time and that was the first thing they seen. <laughs> Or imagine going in the bathroom and realize what he did with it was just like open it up and just rubbing on himself or some shit like that. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, it's got to be extreme. Something he did with that. If he ain't a fucking mad scientist <laughs> trying to clone some goddamn Leons, then he did some freaky nasty shit you don't want to think about with that damn condom. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's. Mm-mm. And I wonder how many people he asked for the condom from. Like, was it just him? Was he just asking the black people there? Or did he ask anybody who looked like they was about to finish? Was he, like, going around as a collector? Did he tie the end of the condom up like a balloon so he can keep it? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying, if I went to a party and that was the first thing I saw, I'd be like, I don't know if I need to be here. (laughs) I mean, I didn't expect this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, I think... Leon has opened me up to the possibility that there's some weird shit going on. Why would you not have thought that there would be weird shit at a a, a sex party? Like, people have different kinks. Before we talk to Leon, if you had to ask me what do I think the weirdest shit that I would potentially see at a sex party <laughs> would be, I definitely wouldn't say an old white man asking people for condoms. No. That's I filled with man juice. Yeah, I wouldn't have come up with that either. I wouldn't have came up with that. That. Yeah. I mean, I would think that you would have to go somewhere specialized <laughs> For that kind of freaky shit. And this man, like, who? This man probably work at Staples or some shit. You're going to go into Staples to get some fucking papers printed and see the condom man over there. And now it's like, damn, I need to go to Office Depot. <laughs> this shit ain't going to work. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, they're regular ass people. Yeah. He even said they, like, there are people from all walks of life that go to those damn. parties. So, like, teachers and everything. It's all kind of folks. 
there. So yeah. But I would go. I would I would start off watching and then I would go from there. And I don't so I got a friend who has a girlfriend that's at a, a beauty school here. Okay. And she needed a volunteer to do a back facial and some kind of facial peel. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. Okay. And I am the hairiest person that some people know <laughs> outside of seeing people hairy on TV. Like, I'm very hairy. Yes. I ain't, I ain't ashamed of it. It's just what it is. Genetics. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I walked in this room and I was the last one there for some reason. She told me 10. It looked like it was supposed to be 930. Mm. And it's just a whole bunch of smooth back people just laying down. And I'm like, my hairy ass going to be laying down <laughs> next to this door. All these people going to leave out walking by me like this hairy ass. Well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what kind of science project was he? You know, so it's like, I really don't have a problem with it. I never really had a problem with my hair. I've been hairy like this since I was fucking 16 years old. I mean, the football team knew, the basketball team knew. When I played basketball games, you know, the, the kind of jersey we wore, I didn't shave before <laughs> basketball games. I was just hairy. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make a difference. But, you know, what would it be interesting to me to just see all the people that, like, he mentioned have, him having a dad bod. You know, when <laughs> yeah. the, the notion is that you're supposed to be chiseled up and swole, you know. I wouldn't expect that if I went. Like, I again, I feel like people from all walks would be at a sex party. So it wouldn't just be all really in shape people. But see, that's another reason why I wouldn't want to go. Because there'd be a lot of shit I would see that I wouldn't want to see. <laughs> there are certain things that I could live my whole life and not see and be all right with that. There are certain bodies that I can never see and be all right with that. So, I'm gonna go to a sex party and the women who have a hair fetish is gonna be calling me in there. They are trying to get me to act like a damn bear, <laughs> just roar one good time like a bear, not like a lion. <laughs> a, a bear roar, not a lion roar. <laughs> I'm apprehensive against using the term bear because bear is a gay term. Is a gay term for a big hairy gay man. It is. So. I'm not a bear in that regard, but she would probably want me to roar like one. And I don't know how to do a bear roar. Well, you'd still be a bear. You would be considered a bear. I don't think you have to. It's not referencing because you're gay and big and hairy. It's just, it's just you're a big and hairy. that gay people use to re- yes. reference that person. That but it's kind not of a person. A, uh, but it isn't necessarily. sexuality. No. Okay. So you still would be a bear to gay people. <laughs> I would go. That's my answer. I would go to that party. Uh, can you please get into this weather forecast shit with your man's Trump? Okay. Dorian. Yes. Which is the blackest named hurricane. And it fucked the Bahamas up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was expected to hit Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Trump was like, hey, uh, fuck y'all Puerto Rico. Your government ain't shit. Y'all ain't shit. The hurricane might hit y'all. Bye. Okay. So Dorian was like, you know what? I ain't going to fuck with Puerto Rico. I'm going to head to Florida's ass. Mm -hmm. Then Trump came out all like, oh, man, the Florida government is so good with these kind of storms. They're really, they they take on the responsibility. They fix things. They get it together. Uh, I'm not going on my trip to Sweden 
because I want to monitor the hurricane. Now, you know, all of the news is going to criticize that. Oh, he's um, going to stay and he's not going to Poland and he's here because he got all these properties and yada, 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 blah, blah. Um, I don't even, I mean, he got properties, but like the, everybody probably advised him to stay in America on his advisory team. Because that's a bad because look it's a bad for the storm. president to be yeah. out of the country when some shit exactly. is going on. Like any president would do that. Yeah, so that's look. that part where I understand the media sensationalizing things, mm -hmm. but Trump sensationalizes shit. So that's why I accept it for him. And now that doesn't justify what he did while he was here, which was play golf the whole time. Right now as a president, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I guess you just should, I guess it'd be better if he just had an Xbox. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just sit in the room well, people for... people can't see Yeah, sit in the room up. for five days, play the fucking Xbox, <laughs> and be playing the game. And the only way that you, anybody know you playing the game is the three people that know tell, and they get fired. Okay? Yes. So just play the game. It don't matter what you're doing. But when you go out playing golf in the sunshine while a, a, a hurricane is ravaging an area, then, you know, it's fuck shit. Then, Dorian... Subverted from Florida, diverted. It, it left. It's, it went. It said, "You know what? We are gonna fuck with the Bahamas." Fuck. Told the Bahamas. fucking Bahamas up. Fucked it all. Turned way. into a Category Five. Fuck that. Ridiculous. Shit yes. I've been watching stories. The devastation. Man, I've been watching heartbreaking fucking stories. People can't find family members. Man, and shit. this Ain't man. No. This man was in his house and he said that he had a big ass bruise on the side of his face. He said they, they were doing okay and then the first floor got flooded. They had to go to the second floor and then the water came up so high that they was kind of holding on to the ceiling and he said their appliances and shit was swirling around and he said he got hit in the face with one of the appliances and he said he watched his wife drown. Damn. Watched her drown. And he said he was up to the ceiling and he didn't have any tools to get out. So he kind of had to like bust a window that they had up there with, you know, and when you're in mm -hmm. water, you don't even have the amount of pressure that you have. Yeah. So he looked out the window and saw that his boat was over there. The only way he survived is he bust that window, got out the house, went to his boat, which he thought was gone. Mm -hmm. But it was anchored down well enough that he went and got in the boat and he survived somehow with that. He said he saw his neighbor's body floating. He said he watched this. I was like, fuck. It was bad. It was really bad. And now, this is what Colin is probably talking about. At the very beginning of this whole forecast of the hurricane's projection, mm -hmm. Trump, in one of the first days, said that Alabama is going to get hit hard by Dorian. No report ever said <laughs> shit about Alabama. He didn't even say Georgia. We didn't have no uh, rain in the we forecast. We had nothing. <laughs> no forecast said that. A whole bunch of weather professionals came out and said, never mind him. <laughs> He's not smart. <laughs> now, what Donald Trump could have did is said, my bad, and focused on the fucking pandemonium that was going on in the Bahamas. He's not going to do that. But you know what he, he did? He got to double down. He pulled out a map of the very first report that they had, and he sharpied around to Alabama. Now, I don't know if he did it or if he had somebody do it, but he got the sharpie, and he wrote the projection around Alabama and said, see, I told you that the early report said it was going to hit Alabama. No report ever said that. 
Now, this turned into more of Donald Trump's irrational influence on the government because the... So it's two weather services. You got the government weather services like N-O-L-O maybe. I don't know what that is, or but it's the it's the administration-led weather department. Mm-hmm. And then you got the NWS, which is the National Weather Service. Mm-hmm. The government one came out and said Trump was right. Because I'm pretty sure that he called that motherfucker and said, you want to keep this job? Let them know that that was accurate. The National Weather Service came out and said, bitches, y'all high? <laughs> y'all do the same shit we do. We know good and goddamn well that one no risk to Alabama. That's fucking evidence about this shit happened to Alabama. And he has still been arguing the whole time. This turned into another meme sensation. So everybody's been using Sharpies to edit Trump's <laughs> pictures and shit. Or black lines. It's probably not Sharpies, but they've been editing a lot of pictures. They even had one, AL.com put one out. Because uh, clearly we the state at, with the point of all this contention that he talking shit about. And Alabama was like, post all your pictures of Trump Sharpie. <laughs> and it was a whole little, little thread about that. Man, if you notice, we ain't talked about Trump in some time. That is very intentional. <laughs> I am not interested <laughs> in dealing with this man's shenanigans, man. It's just it's let's so, let's get the next president, man. Just let it not be Trump, like man. A Saturday Night Live skit that won't stop. That's what it feels like. No, just, Saturday Night Live skits are better, better than this. Not if you're living it. <laughs> it's good to watch Saturday Night Live and laugh from the outside looking in. To be in the skit that won't stop. Not to mention Pence going over there to Sweden in his stead fucked us up even more perceptually. Like, it's stupid, man. He's stupid. It's stupid. That that's all that's that's what happened, man. I, I just can't It can't get no worse than this in our lifetimes, can it? Don't say that. Don't do that. Don't, don't The universe tip, don't, don't fucking tip the universe. The universe gonna be like, hold my beer, I got you. <laughs> no, no, the universe don't do that for me. The universe, like I told you earlier, just <laughs> let me know I'm here, bitch. But so me, I'm not willing shit into existence. The universe don't fuck with me like that. <laughs> Somebody more important gotta do that. <laughs> I'm not the one. Oh Jesus. But this uh this, you know. Can it be worse? It can't be worse than Trump. I don't want to find out. I I feel like worse than Trump, it's going to be like Hitler or some shit. Like we would go back into a dictator. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to find out what worse is. Okay. Appreciate that leather Colin. We did. What was the other thing you want to talk about? I talked about Dave Chappelle's special last week. And like most things, I reflect on them. I think about them. I have new conversations about it with people. And me and Shogun from the Government Name Podcast were talking. And and a new instance came up this morning where it's just making me think about some things. And let me go to this post real quick. It's... A post that I read about the new Joker movie. Um, who's playing Joker this in this? You just trying to make me say Joaquin name right? 
Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. That's what you're trying to do? No, I, I really didn't know. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> now you're just playing. Joaquin, okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> just Joaquin. <laughs> I really didn't remember who was playing it. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix, okay. Okay, I've pinpointed exactly. Okay, this is me reading this post, not me. Okay, I've pinpointed exactly what it is that bothers me about a Joker movie. I don't want to watch a movie that shows us the trauma that drove the Joker insane. I don't want to watch a well-intentioned but unstable man get bullied until he turns into a mass murderer. I don't want to watch a man get rejected by women as an excuse for his future domestic abuse. I don't want to be shown what a poor, unfortunate underdog this man was who was sadly forced by circumstances and that nasty Batman to take up a life of crime. I don't want to have sympathy for a man best known for his robbery, murder, and arguable rape shoved down my throat for two hours. I don't want this to be sold as a relatable story that can happen to anyone with a bad enough day, and I don't want to be around any of the lonely white boys who relate to it. Do you see what I'm getting at? I don't know if there is ever a good time for a movie that paints mass murder as the logical conclusion of a socially isolated, debatably neurodivergent white man being failed by the system, but I feel as though this is not fucking it. I don't want to see a movie that idolizes the Joker when there are plenty of easily armed fuckboys who already think he has the right idea without adding a tragic backstory to elicit sympathy. I also don't want the narrative line to be drawn between mental illness and mass murder as is so often done in modern eras to Batman villains and as is so common with the Joker in particular, I don't want it to get highlighted and underlined in Sharpie as well. God, I'm sick of the Joker. So That is a very good point. It is a good point. But in the conversation I was having, I had to ask the question or with the people that I was having this conversation with, what can be done about how people perceive material that is not intended to be problematic? I mean, if it's just dark content because dark shit happens in the world we live in, then where do we draw the line by which we just can't access or communicate or write about or speak about or play games about any of this content? I mean, that post, the person uh, spoke specifically to the climate of the world that we have now. We have mass shootings that happen where it's excused. Oh, they were mentally ill. Like we... (laughs) And so right now, considering that, what was this? There was just another fucking shooting. What was it? Texas? Was it Texas? Or Colorado? I don't know. I remember. There was just another one of these fucking shootings where people excuse the behavior of these mass shooters by saying, oh, they're mentally ill. They were picked on. There was. So I don't know if this isn't the climate for it like i get what i don't know if that was a he or a she that that wrote that but i get what they were saying about how, the climate of where we are now and making this movie coming out when we have like real life versions of this <laughs> happening every other week texas texas um, again damn texas just is not so i get that but the Joker been around since the fifties. It has, but never has. Two thousand eight was the first marking of a shooting that start. It was ninety eight. Columbine. Mm-hmm. Ninety eight was the first year that marked. Joker's been around, but it, we've never looked at his background. Joker's just been a villain. Like nobody's like gone in depth into the background of why he became the way he is or excused. You just accept that well, he's a psycho. Well, I mean, they have. 
they have the backgrounds the first off it's two different issues here first off this new joker movie don't got nothing to do with none of his background nothing that we know about dc joker mm -hmm. we don't know what joaquin phoenix's joker is going to be they literally said the director literally said i'm not using any of dc shit. this is not connected to any dc shit. so one this person that made this post made a lot of presumptions about what may potentially be in the movie it can't be back i mean it can't be good shit. don't get me wrong i mean his so, origin story can't be good is it supposed well, his to be his origin, origin story, story was that he was a comedian that was failing as a comedian but they're not using the dc stuff so this is going to be a different... but what i'm saying is even that origin story didn't really have the shit they saying in it we can go point to a lot of movies that got bullshit ass redemption stories Joker's story is that he was a failing comedian and he um had a, a wife with a baby on the way and they couldn't um he couldn't make ends meet with the comedy so he started doing this thing called the red hood he used to put on a red hood and these like mob bosses used to have people putting on this red hood and go commit crimes with them i guess they used to get random people to do it so nobody could really know who it was but it joker did it he got caught by batman while he was in the middle of doing it he fell into a vat of acid um but this was all after his baby and his wife died somehow i think it was a car wreck he found out they died he went on so it wasn't like he was you know his origin story in the comics wasn't like he was a domestic violence. It wasn't like, but in some of his stories, he's a rapist. In some of his stories, like his relationship with Harley Quinn was an overtly abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. We just don't know. But either way, e even if that said, where's the line by which we can tell stories and what role does intention make in it? I mean, I, I'm not here to have these questions answered. <laughs> this is just a dialogue that we can figure out where we lie on that spectrum because everybody's going to lie on that spectrum. So it brought me back to thinking about the Dave Chappelle special and, and my criticisms that I had of his special. And with the questions that I was asking about this movie, it forced me to have to, if I have to apply how I was thinking about this movie to Dave Chappelle, then dave chappelle's intent has to matter if he intends to offend people versus if he doesn't attend to offend people and doesn't have a problem with that group of people that has to make a difference two the level of responsibility that he is held to based on the people who if he's not intending to have a problematic dialogue about this group of people but the people who take that information because they intend to have a problematic dialogue about those people how much can we hold Dave Chappelle responsible for that? For example, how much can we hold Hannibal Burris responsible for Bill Cosby being in jail right now? Because I don't know if you know how that all transpired, but Hannibal Burris, you know, know Hannibal Burris, yeah, black know. dude, yeah. eyes don't open for some reason. Maybe he's got some other coaches mixed in him in his eyes like that, or maybe he just got a low eyes family, I don't know. But he told a joke about Bill Cosby being a rapist mm -hmm. and people who didn't know about it because the last time people heard about that was in Ebony Magazine in the 70s. Mm -hmm. When it researched it and found out and it came out and then all these women started saying, oh shit, he did that to me too. And there's a whole bunch of women and now Bill Cosby's in jail. So it's like, how much uh, responsibility does Hannibal Burris have for Bill Cosby going to jail? Because his intention was not for Bill Cosby to go to jail. His intention was to just tell a joke. I don't know if that's a equal 
thing, but well, I'm I'm just saying. I I guess my issue with with that is that I've heard people <laughs> like you can say some shit that you know is gonna it's it's offensive. Like you know that even if your intention isn't to offend, you have sense enough to know if some shit is gonna be taken offensively, and so. I, to me that just is, it reminds me of, of white people saying shit and being like I'm not racist like it's the same thing my intent wasn't to be racist even though I said some racist shit like I'm still gonna look at you <laughs> a different way after you say that shit like well it, it, I'm not saying it's, in, it's their intention to say some racist shit with Dave Chappelle it was his intention to tell jokes about groups that are oppressed but in that telling of that joke was no vitriol towards that group of people at the end of the day there was no like he don't have anything against those people but for the people who would take his material that do have things against those people and use it against them because it came from him how much responsibility does he bear does he bear all of it does he bear zero is it somewhere in the middle can he do it but he need to accept the consequences of it should he not do it even if he wants to he can do whatever he wants to do. Just like you can do whatever you want to do if you're willing to accept the consequences that come with that. And so, unfortunately, when you say offensive shit, even if you don't mean to offend, if you know that it's something that people who do mean to offend are going to latch on to and use, that's part of the consequence of you saying it. You can say whatever you want to say, but that's going to be one of the consequences of it is that there are going to be people who take it and use it in a way that you maybe didn't intend for it to be used but you know that like sometimes you already know when before you say some shit what it's gonna be used for like that's just common sense like this is not a situation where he had no idea that there were gonna be people the same way he stopped doing the Chappelle show because he realized how white people were looking at what the fuck he was saying so he's capable of recognizing that because he did it before which is the reason why he stopped doing the Chappelle show so you can say whatever you want to say Anybody can say whatever they want to say, but you have to recognize that a consequence of that is that people are going to potentially use it. And sometimes you already know that's going to happen before you do it. Like you have the common sense, you have the foresight to be able to know that that's how it's going to play out. Again, he did that with the Chappelle show. He was telling jokes about race when he realized the way that white people were viewing what he was saying, it upset him. So he stopped doing it. This is no different just because it's just trans jokes instead of race jokes. And if he did that, recognize that before, I mean, this is not no different. So he can say what he want, whatever he wants to say. I mean, anybody can, but a consequence of that especially if it's something that you know is being said by a group that's disenfranchised or that's being um that's being mistreated you know that the people who mistreat them gonna utilize that shit against them that's common sense we know that so you can still say it i don't think i don't know that you have a response again i feel like everything in life is a, a choice and you just re get the consequences of those choices and this is my when I continue to have dialogues about things, it's just sharpening my perspective on it. I don't know where I lie on this big old scale that I'm identifying right now, but I'm leaning towards, um, because Dave Chappelle in his stand-up, what he wanted to do is say what he wanted to say and not have the consequences of it. Yes. That's his whole argument. So where I am is, yeah, like you saying, say what you want to say, mm -hmm. 
But you got to be willing to accept the consequences that our current society gives for that. And like I said, with him specifically, my issue with that, again, is because he stopped doing Chappelle's show for this exact same reason. Because he was making jokes about black folks and race. And he realized that white people were using this or feeling validated in the way that they feel about black folks because of the jokes that he were making. He stopped doing it because he felt a certain type of way. So for you to not now be able to understand this is the exact same thing, but instead of black shit, it's trans shit. Doesn't make sense. And it, and that goes into my, you know, my dialogue is, you know, it just so happens that they're that he's talking about groups that don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. But if he was talking mad shit about your mama, or if he was talking about your fucking failures, you'd be in your feelings. You wouldn't be talking about these are just jokes. You would feel a certain type of way. So some people just need to be honest and say, look, them ain't my problems. And I'll laugh at somebody else's problems if it's funny to me. It's the same way that there are people, when you go to these comedy shows, you know that you don't need to show up late. Actually, AC Blow went to one and uh, he did show up late and <laughs> they did say something. They the, the comedian started in on him a little bit, but it's funny when the comedian is making jokes, joking about somebody's outfit in the audience and it's not you, but like, you're not going to like it if it's you. You're not going to want that to be you in that position. Exact same thing is just it, it negatively impacts you when it didn't before you got to laugh at somebody else's issue. So, I mean, again, I feel like Dave Chappelle, anybody, you, anyone listening, you can say whatever it is that you want to say, but consequences come with that. It's the same way that people will get all upset at when somebody will say some bullshit on their social media and get fired. Nobody told them that they couldn't say it. The company is saying that you can't represent our company and say that shit, but you say whatever you want to say. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Everything that you do has consequences. Just be ready to accept the consequences of shit and move on. And the reality is it's not going to impact Dave Chappelle's career. No. It's not going to impact his bank account. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do anything because he's Dave Chappelle. So, I mean, he can say what he want to say at this point, really. Um, and, I'm, you know, it, that's just my dialogue now. It's like, at what point do we just stop at what point does content become inaccessible because of what's going on in our society like how many stories can't be told about sexual assault how many stories can't be told about somebody who did go through some shit and it turned into a problematic future like that's half of the goddamn movies we got it is but it's like what when i when we talked to leon about 50 shades of gray People who are not in that lifestyle love those books. But the people that are in the lifestyle were pissed because those books made it seem like anybody that likes BDSM is this really tortured, abused person who, because of that abuse, has now turned into somebody that likes to um, to inflict pain on others or that they're these super controlling people. That message for the group of people who are in that lifestyle was irresponsible because that's not what it is but for somebody who on the outside who don't know anything a lot of people were introduced to bdsm lifestyle through those stories and so it was a little irresponsible to then at what point do we take a fictional character that don't even exist in this world that exists in our own their own universe and connect that stuff that's always existed mind you and connect that to what's currently going on in our society to say that now fictional material 
that has its own history and its own past now has to be restricted because of that. Well, but you again with Joker specifically, you're saying that they're not going to use the past stuff. That it is going to be a brand new. We don't know what the story is going to be. So. All of this might be irrelevant because it may have nothing to do with any of this stuff. Or it may be exactly what that person is assuming that it's going to be. Or if this was just a regular Joker movie that was connected to DC. You know, I mean, then it would be valid potentially. But still, the question is asked, what material becomes, like what material do we... I think you could tell any story. I don't think you have to disassociate, but I think that you have a responsibility in a way that you tell stories. Like you, somebody making a movie uh, that makes rape lighthearted, people gonna have a problem with that because it's not a lighthearted thing, and it isn't something that should be taken lightly. The way that you tell stories is what matters. I don't think that there's any story that cannot be told. I think that you have to be careful, depending on the subject matter, how you tell that story. Um, because it matters depending on what the subject matter is. So I think the responsibility isn't in do you tell the story or don't you tell the story, but in how you tell the story. Do we, how do you feel about, as from a mental health perspective, how do you feel about not telling the stories of people, Trump, people's trauma that turned them into a problem? Like, do we now not seek to understand how a past can turn a person into a monster because without knowing that then we don't know how to see and recognize the signs of it those don't need to be the only stories like if you're gonna but, but, tell but they're not the only story like this so i would say that this joke is not the only story like this is one story amongst many happy stories so it's like this no, no, post no. what happened like no this is about the joker movie is about a villain specifically right right what happy villain stories are there like <laughs> what what villain stories are there where it's like they just evil and just you know what i'm saying like that that's what i mean it has to be a balance so if you're gonna have the joker who you're saying all of this stuff happened to him and this this correlated into who he became everybody don't do that there are people who had the exact same and you as a therapist know this you can have people that, that had the exact same shit happen to them but they take it and turn it into a positive so you got to have a balance of the stories most origin stories i'm trying to think of a, a villain that doesn't have something horrific even like harvey dent uh two-face was like this horrific he got like where what is a, a origin story for a villain where it isn't where that person just is just because they're, they're people that just as evil they're psychopaths they just born without a fucking conscience <laughs> And they just was always gonna be this, no matter what happened to them in their youth. They was always they was out here killing animals and shit. It's gonna always end up this way. I mean, most That's villains got some. I mean, I guess some of them are minimized. Like the villain from The Incredibles just got turned away by the superheroes. Uh, same thing for that. Uh, what the Umbrella Show with Mary J. Blige in it? Oh yeah. That show too. I don't yeah. know the name of it. So, but that's what I mean. Like, it there needs to be a balance of not all the way on the other spe spectrum of a happy story, but like there needs to be other villain stories where the villain just is just they just a, a ain't shit ass person. It's not because these things happen to them because sometimes people just ain't shit. But if if we reflect on real life, the shit that creates the villains in comics has happened to people and has created people that bad so it's like it's 
a reflection of reality. It is, but so is a story about a villain that just ain't shit. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to show really reality, reality has a lot of different facets. You can't show one version of it and say, but this is what the reality is. It is, but so is this. <laughs> so is a villain that just was born a... Amer you probably, you know, American Psycho. Have you ever watched American Psycho? No. Probably not. Okay. He was just crazy <laughs> and was killing bitches. Just because cause he was a psychopath. He was born without a conscience. He just won shit. Those are reality, too. So I'm just saying there needs to be a balance. If every villain origin story is he had all of these bad things happen to him, and so then he turned into a supervillain because of it, that is excusing the behavior and it's not the, that's not the case like it's, but i would still say that that is still a minimal like most people in prison who's done heinous shit mm -hmm. weren't just psychopaths i mean their environment molded the shit they got into that's most people so most villains have a fucked up most villains have a fucked up childhood because most of the criminals that those villains would reflect in our world but, have had a fucked up upbringing but there's an equal amount of people who had shit happen who don't end up in prison and who don't do fuck shit who make a different decision those they're not going to be included in the prison numbers because they're not in prison but i would posit that those are the heroes i would posit that those are those villains opposites batman's trauma made him batman and joker's trauma made him joker so in that world there is that balance, but there isn't always that balance in heroes versus supervillains. Some, a lot of hero Superman. Superman is just Superman. He got powers because he got Superman powers. planet blew up. What are you talking that, about? That, that is me. That's not <laughs> his planet. Imagine did blow driving up. home. Imagine driving home and you just saw your whole house explode like a motherfucker. <laughs> like you was taking your mama some peaches. <laughs> And you just driving home, doo, 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 doo. you see your mama on the porch and your house just explodes. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't become a villain, but you'll be fucked up. I don't know. I ain't going to say I wouldn't become a villain. I ain't gonna, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't going to say that. But what I would posit is that that is the antithesis to that villain in that world. In that specific world, but not all, not all of the supervillains have counterparts that also been through something and took a positive spin in this world specifically with batman and, and joker yes i would posit that that shows up all the time in the superhero world and it rarely shows up here in reality mm, but like, again i don't i don't i wouldn't say it rarely shows up it's because we don't look at those people because they're not fucking up like you're not looking at the people who who did something positive because they doing positive stuff and so you don't really know that they've been through anything listen man r kelly was a super villain okay yes r kelly is the joker out here in this in He's in the world person. that we live in but there's a whole bunch of regular ass villains that's uncles out here it is there's a whole bunch of penguins out here it is but there's a whole bunch of victims who don't go on to victimize but we don't hear those stories because it ain't a story they just live in regular life so you don't hear about them you hear about r kelly because he fucked up the people who go on to to overcome shit you don't hear their stories because it ain't no story they just live in regular life but if that's not regular life then what makes the responsibility of the fictional world to make it look like our life don't even look what i'm saying is that to me the, 
the superhero shit look as much like our reality as it can with superpowers and people who can get away with shit that they can't get away with in that world that we couldn't get away with in this world. And so at the end of the day, I guess the, the question for me becomes, do we get rid of any story again, that I, tells a story about a person who's been through something? I think it's the way that you tell it. I don't, again, I don't think there's any story that cannot be told. I think that you have to be careful about how you tell certain then stories. Then the question now becomes, with that person's criticism and not knowing what this movie is going to be, is it a valid claim? If you're saying that it's about how you tell the story and their criticism is about the story have not been told yet. If they don't know what the story is, you can't make a criticism, so it don't matter. Like, your criticism on a story that hasn't been revealed yet doesn't make sense. (laughs) So that don't matter. They don't know what, we don't know what the movie is, the plot of the movie is yet because they hadn't released it. Now, again, unless that person has some inside knowledge somehow and then somehow find out that that's what the fuck the story is going to be it don't matter like they don't they're basing this what this sounds like they're doing is basing it off of what we know of who the joker became and so creating a story that he went through all of this stuff to excuse or it could be looked at to excuse but and we can add another layer to it i mean we can add a layer of it's a bunch of different writers that's written for Joker that some of them wrote him as much more heinous and abusive. And some of them didn't write him as heinous mm-hmm. and as abusive. So like what, at what point do we isolate out, especially when it comes to, you know, media, how do we isolate out who told the story versus putting that blame on the character well, but who's writing the story? Nobody like, ever looks at writers when they go to look at movies. Most people can't even tell you who the fuck writes these. So like that, I don't know about that. Like when you look at who wrote the story for a movie, that'll never happen. Not for the average but person. That, and, and that comes to something that I've, I'm, I've, I've started to have a problem with. That's a problem to me. It's a problem. A, a catch-all criticism of this thing without researching what is behind it is a problem especially when it's fiction people don't even stay for the credits to see who wrote this shit. Well, like- let me say, I, i'm in a facebook group and this dude he uh it's a mostly white group it's a group we talk about politics mostly it's got democrats republicans How independents anarchists why a whole you, bunch of different why people. do you do that to yourself my sister in that group man she just be talking mad doing. shit to folks and i just be like i can't believe they let her get away with saying this shit <laughs> so i just be in there to see what she be talking about but uh mostly um, but it was kind of an experiment for me. I was like, okay, how much of these people's predispositions can I change regarding black? And how can I have this dialogue and make people understand some things that they may not understand if they didn't have a reasonable, not angry black person telling them or communicating this stuff to them. So like I'm in there, I'm having my specific dialogue and I'm in there for a particular reason, but it was a guy in there who made some racist comments and um well i'm saying racist now he made some prejudice comments he he did like black speak you know um i'm gonna go get my thugs and we're gonna come down and blah blah blah, blah. He, he did some shit Jesus. but it made me have to ask the question is he racist when i think about the term racist it means that a group you're normally white america has to feel like they are superior to other groups. So to me, I think it's important that we distinguish between people who are ignorantly racist 
and pe or or say racist things through ignorance and people who feel like they better than me because of their race. Why? Because one version of them may potentially be rehabilitatable. Right. One of them may be like once you're introduced to knowledge, that ain't my if job. you choose to follow that path, then I don't feel like that's my responsibility. I mean, it isn't it's not your responsibility to to tell anybody anything, but if you want a better world for yourself, then you communicate stuff you don't feel like telling the people. I mean, it's a shitload of shit that you're gonna have to be telling your mate one day about women's shit that you don't want to have to be telling, but you're gonna do it because that means something to you. Well, and I I mean I say that because the process of determining who is rehabilitated, I just it just my mate, I already didn't pick you. But I, and I, so I understand that from your perspective yeah. because I understand who you are and you ain't here for a lot of shit. No. But for people who are willing to do it, I feel like that needs to. That's a distinction that needs to be made for people like me who are willing to be in a group to talk to people about shit. Like it, it's a distinguishment they need to make. We can't me. just. I mean, we just can't put everybody that do something under the under the umbrella of racism and just say they're racist. I just don't think we can. I don't think that's responsible. I mean, they're going to get the criticism for it. They're going to get their positions took. But it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Like Papa John. Papa John didn't really say nothing that indicated that he felt superior to black people. He was literally like quoting something that other people were saying. And he used the word nigga doing it. Instead of blanking it out or not saying it or finding another way to say it or say explicit. At this point in our world, so somebody have to sit him down and say, hey, you shouldn't say that. Like, they shouldn't should have to sit him already. This is the thing I'm bringing into. They shouldn't have to sit him down, but he just donated a million dollars to HBCUs and all the comments just say, thanks, racist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it makes a difference. Like, we have to have a line drawn to buy. Because what's going to happen is, if in his world I was never racist, or damn, I shouldn't have did that shit, damn, I was ignorant, and he's trying to do shit to recover from it, or maybe he just genuinely wants to help by donating a million dollars, if we keep saying thanks, racist, the next million dollars he could donate is going to go to just the white supremacy clan. Or he could just be donating to HBCUs to cover his ad. Like, there are people he, that do uh, that. But, but, but <laughs> we can't assume that he just racist and he just doing this to recover. The damage been done. And, and I'm saying that it's just not responsible to look at it like that if it's a potential for somebody to change. That's And for me, that, that's like my version of the counselor speaking. Like, a lot of shit is a lot of people are able to be rehabilitated from shit. Mm -hmm. There are people that are not, mm -hmm. but like we can't choose criteria to just assume that a whole bunch of people that may be re rehabilitatable are not because but, of our own subjective understanding and, and perspective. Of but it. with therapy, they, they got to my office some kind of way. And so that gives me a starting point, but just going into a group with a bunch of crazy people trying to determine who is rehabilitated. But I mean, if a kid come to you who has grown up in a family that is racist and they say racist things because of that, but builds a positive relationship with you and starts to change their perspective. Kids I still mean, already came to me. That was the starting point. That's what I'm saying. You're saying you going out seeking these people out in like by being in a group like that i'm saying i'm, I'm not, not well i'm not putting emphasis on whether you seek them or they come to you 
I'm saying that kid will be looked at by somebody after he say nigga and treated accordingly. <laughs> when while he talking to you, you got a different version of him and he's changing from it. Yeah. So I'm just looking at it from the perspective of. But we're therapists. Everybody. That's why everybody can't be a therapist. But because that, everybody isn't capable of doing that's that. That's why I'm having this conversation. <laughs> and I don't expect government name and uh, yeah, nerd like, plate and <laughs> anybody else to be like. Yeah, like I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, but but you know, it, I don't. I'm trying to work out what the benefit because I don't like that. Like I'm under a catch-all umbrella for white people. Yes, I don't. I'm not gonna do that because one, that's just not in my nature. It's not. It's just not in my nature to let that shit fly. Like if you are what you are. If you're a racist, then you're a racist. Fuck you going about your day. If you're not a racist and you ignorant and I've somehow seen that this is fully ignorance and this is a person that can change. I ain't saying going out and seek these people, but I'm just saying what responsibility do we have to accurately determine what a person is? I mean, we do that in a whole bunch of ways outside of race. Mm -hmm. So... Why are we so resistant to doing it when it comes to race? Because uh, it's not the same isn't afforded to us by being black. Like, you're giving to them what isn't given to you by most. And I think so for some people, it's like they don't do this for me. Why should I do this for them? Or it's not being done for me. Well, With the hopes that the world will change because I'm a good person. And I'm, you know, like I said, I'm mostly asking this question for myself because I'm trying to hone in on this and you needed to be my sparring partner in this dialogue. <laughs> you and Shogun. I appreciate you, Shogun, for that dialogue that we had on uh, Xbox the other day. But I'm still that developing. I feel like I'm an asshole because <laughs> you knew I was going to have a dissenting opinion. No, I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> I didn't know you was going to have a dissenting opinion. Okay. I don't know when you're going to have dissenting opinions because we agree <laughs> on a lot of shit. I don't know when that's going to happen. I know when we're going to agree uh, fully, but I don't always know when you're going to dissent. And even if you didn't dissent, then it would have been a valuable conversation. That's what th I need that kind of dialogue because after we after this week, I'm going to be thinking about this shit, mm -hmm. reading articles, having conversations with people, and I'm going to be honing in on this shit because I'm trying to figure it out myself. Um, but that's that's all I had. Okay. But we talked about something earlier. Damn, I forgot. But I'm old. I'm just gonna go into my first story. Okay. Well, it's like, oh, go ahead. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists. Send it to us that way. What What is your first? My first story is about a dude named uh, Tyler Williams. Um, that said that his dreadlocks got him booted from a college basketball team. Um, what? He got a whole ass recording from uh, a coach named Jim Boone at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, who said that he don't recruit people with locks. Why? He said it's just not professional. What makes it not professional? That's always oh, my question. He said, this is a quote. This is what he said in it. 
it's not that we don't recruit them, but we make it very clear once they get in here, they're not going to have their hair that way. I told you, though, because you were here before me that I didn't think it was fair to me for to tell you you needed to cut your hair, that I was going to let you have it. So this coach basically said, you know, ain't nobody new coming to this school with dreads or it's going to be made clear to them that they're going to get their shit cut if they come to this school. Do the white people on the team all have short hair? Because if all the white people on the team don't got short hair and if they got long hair that they put into a man bun, that's a problem. That's what I don't know. It's only a matter of time before they show a picture of the team and their hair and stuff like that. If anybody else on that team has long hair that they just put into a man bun, that's going to be a problem. Because then it isn't that the hair is in the way or it's flopping in your face. It ain't going to be none of that shit. It's going to be the dress specifically, which is problematic. So what popped up from this dialogue is that, okay... His teammates came to the coach's support by saying that he was going to quit anyway. He was just trying to leave the team in a way that wouldn't force him to sit out for a year. Um, and blah, 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 whatever. It don't change the fact. That is problematic. That this said. coach said out of his mouth <laughs> that you can't come here with locks or we you going to cut them off when you get here. That still goes into that shit that makes the reason that the Crown Act in California was passed, which is the uh they made it illegal to ban any uh hiring or activities related to black people because of their hair it's illegal now which our hair looks different what you're saying is that you want us to turn it into european hair for it to be acceptable that's what is professional because again if now if everybody on the team he make everybody keep a low cut then that's something completely different. But if there are any white boys with like mid-length hair that they have to put in a man bun, then I want to know what the difference between them having long hair that they put up and him having dreads, which is just long hair in a different form. Now, this goes into another situation regarding hair. This woman named Sally Hazelgrove, founder and executive director of the Crushers Club, a Chicago-based nonprofit had some photos going around of her white lady holding a black kid's dread with some scissors. Bitch. And the post said, cutting off dreads for change and a better life. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> what? Wow. That ain't even the biggest part. It gets worse than that? It does get worse. This is the charity that's been awarded $200,000 by a new partnership between Jay-Z's Rock Nation <laughs> and the NFL. What the fuck? Yeah. Yes. Like, Jay, like, I just don't understand. One, I don't understand what Jay-Z is doing. Two... This just further goes to show how many ways our society can stigmatize black people and in some instances not even know they're doing it. How is that child's life going to be better because you cut her fucking hair or his hair off? Wow. I have no idea how she expects or plans for that to be the case, but... It's a problem, man. And I, I just wanted to bring up because what I really what I'm ready to find out is that somebody ain't allowed to have an afro. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, when I... I, I don't want to say I understand locks. I do understand that dynamic in terms, but comparing locks to regular white folks' hair growing is different than comparing regular white folks' hair growing to an afro. Why? Because to white people, it's not a natural hairstyle. Locks aren't natural? No, no. To white, how are they not natural? It's your hair that you just twisting up. It's, I mean, well, that can be said about white people that twist their hair in the, in the locks too. What I'm saying is that you, that's an intentional style. White people like this coach and this lady don't understand how deeply rooted it is into cultural tradition. But I still don't think those are lateral comparisons. But we do still have, like, we do still have instances where an afro has been not professional. My hair, like, when I, (laughs) I've been getting ready to go on interviews before and have been told I needed to straighten my hair and not wear it curly which i'm like fuck you you gonna come over here and do this for three hours because i'm not why is it more professional for my hair to be straight for me to take heat and fucking potentially damage my hair because that my hair is not straight ain't nothing straight about it why is that more professional than the curly hair that i naturally have but i have people i've had people tell me that recently about being professional and and going into an interview and not having my hair the way it is which is stupid to me it's the same like i'm not straightening my hair to go on an interview and if i don't get a job because my hair was curly and went straight then well when you go to an interview you need to meet need to make sure you got aussie hair not joker hair (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you that right now (laughs) look i tried to use the shit that was sent to me all right this my she disrespected going. you at the beginning and at the end. <laughs> <laughs> she sent you that belly jelly box, and then she sent you the goddamn my house looking like Joker. <laughs> Joker with red hair. Yeah, it's not good, and it's gonna be shit by the end of the week. But whatever. And I just want to make sure y'all know that when I showed her the per- picture, she agreed. So I didn't want to, but that it does look like his hair. And it's unfortunate. Mine's just a little, it's curlier. Yeah, it's yours is curly. Way. His is straight. Yeah, but it does look like the Joker's hair, which is unfortunate. But I just, you know, European standards of beauty is just what everybody deems to be what's appropriate and what is professional and what is acceptable. I, I've just gotten tired of attacking everything with a fucking mallet. All this, everything in our society we're attacking with a big-ass mallet. We ain't taking precision tools to try to figure out the nuance between shit. What's the nuance between a comedian that don't give a fuck about the group and is inflammatory against them even though they crafted reasonably, uh, reasonable enough to be told versus somebody who don't have that intention that do the same thing? I mean, does it make a difference? Does it not? I feel like if we just call everybody a racist that says that or everybody a misogynist that says that or everybody uh, i mean clearly there's certain content that you just can't fuck with mm-hmm. in a certain way but I'm, I'm trying to work that shit out man some help me help me work that shit out send me a letter send me some clarity 
where where are the lines to be drawn in our society? I mean, there does have to be lines drawn, so I don't buy that, you know, free speech, say whatever you want to say shit, you know, because I had somebody trying to tell me that I shouldn't be offended by the word nigger because he don't get offended by much of anything at all. And I'm you like, you cannot tell okay. other people how to respond to things based on how you respond. I wish people would stop doing that because you don't get mad. You can't be in a relationship with somebody and say, well, I wouldn't get mad if you called me a bitch. Okay, but I do get upset about that shit. Call me a bitch again. But not only that, but you make it seem like there is nothing that makes you mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if I called your mama a a a, a fat flounder cock out looking bitch, <laughs> then you're gonna be ready to uppercut me, especially if she in the hospital, about to die. You're gonna try to kill me at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not about what is or isn't offensive. It's about what's offensive to you and what you're willing to let go. And the only the only way, the only way I feel like I can accept people who say I fully agree with the freedom of speech and people should be able to say whatever they want is if there is nothing that will impact them if another person says it. Even if it's a offensive, even if it's meant to be offensive to you, even if it's meant to be offensive to your family. I feel like if you're advocating for people to be able to say whatever they want, however they want, then you should not have things that will offend you if they were to say it to me otherwise you have a line you have a line the question is your line might be at a different place than somebody else's but who the fuck are you to invalidate other people's lines because you might have a lower threshold i don't think it's shit nobody can say to me to offend me about shit oh i won't uh, no. there's things that, that you could say to offend I, me i know but like me i'm just <laughs> I'm unbothered by shit. I'm unbothered by shit I should be bothered by. You are. <laughs> so I don't know what somebody would say that'll make me be like, I want to hit this person. I'm going to be like, well, that was unpleasant. I think <laughs> they must be having a bad fucking day. That is exactly who you are. <laughs> I, on the other hand, be like, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like, I... I, what the fuck you say to me? I feel like I should be the advocate for freedom of speech that a lot of other people are being because it's like, <laughs> I don't care what you say. I mean, I'm, I'm not fucked up. But I guess I'm fucked up vicariously through the people I work with because I work with gay people. I work with people. Uh, I'm Some of my uh, peers have trans kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm in a world enthralled by seeing other people impacted by the shit that other people don't understand mm -hmm. and so vicariously i don't like that shit because of who i deal with but me personally give a fuck what you say about my mama <laughs> i can say some shit about my mama i said shit about my mama on the podcast <laughs> then i say on here that that a dude at her job told her that she was the blackest blind he's ever met I don't know if you said that on the podcast. She's so fucking she's she's ditzy like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the response. It's like, um, I got narcolepsy. So I, I think I told a story about me saying that my mama had I told my mama I had narcolepsy. A couple of weeks later, she called me to check on it and said, How is your telepathy doing? And I said, Mama, what is telepathy? And and I, I said that in a way that she knew she had fucked up. So she tried to change in the middle of it. She said, a fish and i was like why would you call me and ask me how my fish is doing why would you call me and ask me how my tilapia is doing because that's what she thought and i said mama it's, it, you got it all wrong it's, it's narcolepsy and then we went on a regular conversation but like 
That's the shit people experience with my mama. Oh, Jesus. She's fun as hell by accident. Sometimes on purpose, but oh sometimes by accident. But that's that's all I had, man. It was just uh this this story was a continuing part of shit I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So go for it. I'm play uh a clip of a video from a show. Um where I'm assuming they're just gonna be asking people about different things, but so Lil Nas X has come out as gay. I don't know if y'all, I, mean, I don't know how y'all would have missed this, but because it's been done. But he's gay, and he told everybody that he was gay, and so there's been a, it's been a conversation about whether or not he should have said anything. Um, Young Thug said he felt like he shouldn't have said shit about it. I talked about that um, a couple of weeks ago. And so this is Kevin Hart and some other people having a conversation with Lil Nas X about him coming out. Early success, you felt it was important to make a, an announcement recently. You said it was gay, so what? Yeah, what's the point? Why, the, why did he feel that was necessary? So I'm not prepared. That's actually my question. Why do you feel it was necessary to come out and say that? It's not that like it's like being forced. It's just like knowing like growing up, like I'm grown. I'm growing up to hate this shit. I'm not supposed to ever like hate what? Hate what? Homosexuality, gay Why? people. Come on now. Why are you gonna? If you're really it? from the hood, you know. You like. You know. Like it's. It's, it's not some. So it's like if for me, the the cool dude with the song on top of everything to say this. Any other time, like I'm doing this for attention in my eyes. But if you're doing this like while you're at the top, you know it's like for real. And it's like showing like it doesn't really like matter, I guess. Exactly. It does. There it is. It's called The Shop Uninterrupted. It's going to be on, um, or oh, it's already on HBO September 3rd is when it was out. But first of all, Kevin Hart, fuck you. <laughs> How are you going to talk shit about a man in the hospital? I don't give a damn. He still said the shit. I, I don't want him to die, but fuck him. He's getting a new back. He is getting a new back. Oh. Probably a prototype. <laughs> don't help him jump higher. <laughs> He little, so I don't know how much. That's from a game, Deus Ex. That's how you say it. Hmm? It's a game called Deus Ex. Oh, it's a, it's a. I talked about it on the podcast before, but it's a civil rights game about people who have body modifications versus people who don't. Yeah, because somebody hacked all the body modifications and start making people with the body modifications start killing regular people. <laughs> so it's like a silver, like they got their own bus and everything, and mm-hmm. this dude's trying to fix it. Main character. Oh, um, new back. Go ahead. <laughs> I just hate like we're not gonna sit up here act like we do not know of the homophobia that exists within the black community especially for young black boys him saying that he was raised to hate that shit is real that's some real shit like in our community that shit is not accepted it's become better but we still got a ways to go but for for people to be like why would he say that he he shouldn't have to say anything about like don't do that don't don't act like him coming out at the height of his career and letting people know that he don't give a fuck if this impacts his career is beneficial to the other little black boys who are still growing up in the hood who they're right now that can't be themselves you know what i'm saying like to act like we don't understand the importance of him doing this or being like what does it matter he's gay so what like nigga bye you know it's (laughs) It's crazy because studies actually show that the people who are the most homophobic and the most aggressive against the dialogue about gay are the people who are most likely 
to reach out for some meat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like the superlatives in college. The guy who was the oh yeah beating up gay people, <laughs> he was the most likely to take some meat one day in his life. Yes, that's research, y'all. <laughs> Go find that. You want to? You know how they did that study? I know you know how they did that study. The way they did that study is they took a whole bunch of men who had written on the survey that they were anti-homosexual or whatever, however they framed it, and they connected some probes to their meat, and they showed pictures of women and they showed pictures of men. Yep. And they monitored the blood activity when those pictures came up. And, and it turns blood out flow for the men. Exactly. It <laughs> turns out the ones that were the most aggressive against homosexuality were the ones who had the most meat jumps <laughs> on the electric probes. <laughs> this is research, people. Go look it up. <laughs> so it's like when I hear people like Kevin Hart being all aggressive against it and like, okay, whatever, I don't want to hear that shit. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And it again to say what does it matter like who cares people do care like that's the thing like don't sit up here and act like that is not a big deal people care a lot about folk sexuality especially black men like lesbians in the black community i mean you know you have like religious people who gonna be against it no matter what but lesbians i feel like is more acceptable especially when it comes to men looking at lesbians because men have this idea that i don't know for some reason they believe look if they see two women together at some point they might be invited in which they don't want you <laughs> at all that's what lesbian means but it's just more acceptable to the male mind for two women to be together than for two men to be together so we're not gonna sit up here and act like Lil Nas X just shouldn't have said anything because it ain't a big deal and nobody cares motherfuckers care a lot as, as evidenced by the fact y'all even having this conversation and the fact that young thug felt the need to say something about how he felt about him saying what he said like you care because you having a conversation about it if it wasn't if it didn't matter this would not be a topic of fucking conversation y'all wouldn't have him on this show to talk about this shit it does matter once upon a time, my non-PC version of explaining to people how I viewed the difference between gay and lesbian and the acceptability mm -hmm. is you take two oranges that are two women and you rub them together and that's, that's nothing, that's nothing happened. And then you take two oranges and then these are two men and you take one and just start stabbing the other one <laughs> over and over and over again. That shit is never the same. That orange is never the same. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like that's the dirt. Like that's why one is one is like this is my perspective. I'm sorry. Was is I don't use this rhetoric anymore. But one of them is like it's guilt worry free. It's like you know touching, scissoring, little rubby rubby dubby dubby. You're like you can be mad at men for five years and go do that and not come out with and come out relatively unscathed you ain't doing that if you you don't get mad at women and be like i'm finna go over here with tyrone because <laughs> one tyrone harry tyrone big and despite what we do with our meat it ain't made for the ass like the vagina expands so if it's a big meat over here that works out like you might come out of that traumatized. You can't, it's not a risk that can be taken. Even if our society was okay with it. 
You will never shit the same again. I, I, if you ain't into it. I hate you. So bad. But I mean, it go back to the story Michael told us some time ago about his friend oh, that yeah. he knew who just kind of got into it because he was, he was lonely. Trouble with women. Yeah, and was like, I mean, I don't think I like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't. <laughs> I don't think I should do this. You know what I'm saying? Like the risk is higher for me, and even if it ain't no societal stigma, but you add that risk to how society gonna look at you if they find out. You know what I'm saying? Then. It's a different situation. So, but that that silliness aside, um, I still applaud a little Nas. I do too because for it, I again, him doing that at at the height of Old Town Road, he took a risk of people not fucking with him no more because that's how deep and how serious some people is about this shit. So the fact that he said, you know what, I'm. At my peak, and I don't give a fuck. I'm still gonna come out and be who I am and say this shit. Again, I feel like that is a more positive message for men, boys that are in his position or that are in where they don't want to come out or they don't want to because they know how it's stigmatized. I applaud him for that shit. I don't see a problem with it. And to say, well, he shouldn't have said nothing. He shouldn't have to say nothing. Is just stupid. We all know that the stigmatization of that so don't i don't do think that. kevin hart said he shouldn't have said nothing he's saying it don't matter yeah he he was he, well i don't want to mischaracterize what he said he said that you shouldn't have to repeat it and keep answering these questions basically but this is as as well-intentioned as i don't want to say well-intentioned because that make it seem like I value what how men you feel about it in terms of plotting Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. but the reality is, I want the world that Kevin Hart is talking about. Yeah, where nobody what, cares exactly. But, but, but what Kevin Hart is saying <laughs> is in the world we don't have. We have a world where yes, Kevin Hart. No, if you grew up in the hood and you was gay, you were not gonna have a good childhood. No, you were not. Get your ass. Beat and not probably. only that, but if you grew up in the environment that in the hood environment. And you did things that people looked at as suspect. You yeah, still exactly. was gonna, yeah. You still was gonna have a bad time. You only gotta be openly with it. If they just assume because you are more feminine or because of whatever the fuck, you still gonna have a difficult time. Yes. So I got a story. Okay. I don't know if I told this on the podcast before or not, but I used to work at McDonald's in Auburn. Okay. Me and my homeboy G. His name is Jabran or Jabron. But he just said, call me G. Yeah, I I know why. (laughs) And in Alabama, at some point in our history, every county had a license plate that corresponded with the county they came from. Mm -hmm. What was your tag number? Oh, what was ours? Seven something. Ours was 12. If it's a 12 tag, they from Chambers County. Mm -hmm. They from where I'm from. Yeah. Auburn was Lee County, so they had 43 tags. Okay. Oh, I was with 41. Y'all was 41. Yeah. So, I used to talk about my hometown nominally when I was at Auburn because Auburn was still when I wasn't like fully out of my shell and talking. Mm-hmm. And by, But by the time I built all the relationships with those people at McDonald's, I was like, okay. One day, a 12-tag car pop up. I'm like, uh-oh, 12-tag, 12-tag. And this dude that I know from my high school named Chris Magby. Mm-hmm. 
who was the most effeminate man that has ever existed in my mind, <laughs> got out the car immediately and started booty popping and dropping it to the ground. <laughs> I swear to God, I ain't making this shit up. I was so proud to see that 12 tag. I talked so much shit about it. And when I told you this, how the universe fuck with me, this is how the universe fucks with me. It don't really do nothing that fuck my life up. It don't do nothing that make my life better. It just do shit to let me know I'm here, Mr. On Fucking Point. I'm here, and if you fuck up, I will get in your ass. That's another one of those moments where the universe said, let me humble this nigga. <laughs> the universe won't let me be cocky. It won't let me be arrogant. It humbles me constantly. It forces me to look inside myself and know what I believe and to portray it in a responsible manner. Because as soon as I start getting irresponsible, the universe come around reminding me of shit. He started dropping it low. I promise to God he dropped it lower than any other woman I ever seen drop it in my life. And I was like, why you, why? At that point I was like, why Lord, why? What'd I do to you? I know I ain't been to church in a long time. This the universe work though. Oh you know, shit! This ain't religion work. This that's the universe work. That, that's what happened. That's hilarious. Also on the Breakfast Club, uh, Pete Buttigieg was on there recently, and yeah, really Buttigieg. Is. The fact that that's his name, <laughs> and he's like the gay candidate. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. <laughs> it is so what long. it is, but. <laughs> Uh, y'all should watch that interview. The candidate interviews be okay on on there. It hadn't really mattered who it was. If it's a candidate, I watched it and they've been okay. Just because <laughs> they get asked questions, they don't get asked in the limelight. Like Charlemagne asked every and I don't know. I don't like the Breakfast Club. They don't even get that out of the way. I don't like the <laughs> Breakfast Club, but they bring such interesting people on. That I tolerate what they do, but Charlemagne always asks the candidates, "What's your black agenda? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your agenda for the black community?" And Pete Buttigieg got like a whole Frederick Douglass plan to help address the whole bunch of systemic bullshit, which I mean, ain't a bad plan. It's a really aggressive plan. It's the most aggressive plan out there as far as the black community goes. But he was just asking him, you know, how he felt about Kevin Hart's response, and it was just dismissive. It was dismissive of an entire experience. And at the end of the day, Kevin Hart was saying, well, you know, you don't have to, you don't got to keep answering these questions about that. You know, but the reality is Mayor Pete was saying, isn't that kind of just saying to shut up about it? And not talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because Kevin Hart talk about every part of his life constantly. His whole stand-up is is shit about it. Yeah, but he's telling people like Lil Nas X about this specific thing. You why you keep answering these questions? How do you hate this? Why 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 is you hating this? Like what you you already said you're gay. So what? Why why people even asking you questions about it? Like it's it's super dismissive and mm-hmm. that's that's problematic. It is. But since we are talking about men's relationships, let's holler at your boy Malik Yoba. <laughs> <laughs> oh Malik. What, is, what was that show? Was that New York Undercover? It was that he New was York on? Undercover. And then he got killed in um. Why, why did, did I, I get, get married, married too? Yeah. That sad ass damn movie. Oh my god, Tyler Perry just. Well, anyway, I don't want to get on Tyler Perry. <laughs> in that movie, Janet Jackson and his baby got killed in a car wreck, and then he got hit by a car. Yeah. 
That's you know whatever. Tyler, Tyler Perry just <laughs> he tries to make you feel things, but he don't do it very well. He, he don't do it as good as like This Is Us because mm. This Is Us make you feel some shit. Why don't watch that shit? It's a good show. You should watch. Uh-uh. It. Um, but Malik Yoba after a trans teenager committed suicide from being bullied so much he came out with this long post saying that i'm tired of holding this back i'm tired of being judged and being afraid to be myself but loving somebody is not about a person being a man or a woman or having man parts one parts it's about the energy and if a trans woman has woman energy then i i can love that person and basically I, and, I, and i was with it i applauded it i was like okay malik look at you all right until <laughs> shit continued and i was like oh this nigga was trying to jump ahead of this because shortly after that i'm sure this is the second part of your story what happened after no you, you feeling that in oh you don't know about this i know about it oh but you're you gonna tell it better than me well basically shortly after he made that announcement somebody came out a trans person came out and said that he was messing with them when they were a teenager and so at that point i'm like okay he was just trying to jump ahead of this before this because he knew this person was about to out his ass so that made me feel differently (laughs) about it like at first i was like okay good for you because it's a lot of, of straight men who will not will not admit to dating trans women or being attracted to trans women because it's um taboo because people look at it like oh you gay because that's really a man and all of this shit so i was like good for him good for him destigmatizing this good for him and then it come out that you might be a child molester and i'm like come on now tell me this is it different if malik yoba did not do this because he thought shit with that other situation gonna hit the fan. Like, what if shit hit the fan with that other situation because of this post? Like, what if Malik Yoba didn't know? Do we, apart from the implications of him being accused of messing with a trans person while they was a teenager, is there an implication about his intent having done it if he didn't do it because of that? I mean, we'll never know now. <laughs> we won't know, but but we can still we can still have a dialogue about what. I it mean, makes it's different. very coincidental that he been this has been his mo. He's been doing this however long he's been doing this. Soon as he come out with this <laughs> on the heels of that, it was like literally like a day or two after. Like it was so close. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, in my head. The way I'm thinking it went makes more sense. That the person saw that he said. The person saw, first off, whatever interaction he had with somebody that was trans would have been hidden. And likely, I don't know, may have taken a payment or something because he wasn't trying to have that exposed, period. But trans people, I mean, this ain't the, this, well, this, the pedophile part is unique to this situation. But a trans person coming out saying, chingy it's been all kinds of men that have been accused of by the trans person of being with a trans person so for me 
waiting until he came out and said this didn't matter to the trans person like i don't see why they would have waited to do that or only done it because he said that trans people accuse folks all the time of um, well, I, I mean it's like one of those situations where so brock turner's fuck him brock turner's rape hey, victim every time i hear his name she just came out and showed herself and I think that it is probably something that took a lot of courage. Yeah. But she's actually put her name, her face out there. Mm -hmm. This happened to me. This is my story. I'm going to tell it. Mm -hmm. So to me, this is usually how it happens. Somebody comes out and give Malik Yoba came out and gave empathy for this trans person who committed suicide. And this person who otherwise wasn't trying to think about it or figure it out was like, okay, fuck this motherfucker. He want to come out here and be empathetic to this situation, but this was what happened with me and him. And then they come out and they tell. So to me, that's how it happens more often than not. I mean, it's I can give. I can't think of. I, it was a while there when it was a bunch of folks being accused of of being with trans women by the trans women. So that's why I said like, and they they hadn't said that they denying that they even fuck with trans people. So him coming out i don't know the only difference between them and his story is that this person is saying when they were a teenager that's the, the only difference between these other like chingy and all of these other folks who've been accused of being and i'm not trying to assert that i know that one way happened or the other happened the essence of what i'm asking is do we look at a person's different different based on their intention behind why they well, did Well, if he really did do this shit, then fuck him all together. I don't give a shit about him. We <laughs> never we probably never gonna find that out. We won't. It's probably gonna be one of them things we'll never know. Oh yeah, because it whether yeah. it happened or not. But um, I mean with this specific thing, the fact that what he's been again it ain't even that they're cute the difference again is that this is a pedophile case, not just him being with somebody that's trans the issue here is the the age of this person um and so if he did do that shit fuck him but there are people who are gonna i mean before that person came out i'm sure he was getting a lot of shit from people anyway that have an issue with trans folks and, and of course with him saying that now he get to live in his truth he now does he get, get to and listen let me tell you something all of these motherfuckers who like Kevin Hart saying, you shouldn't have to say that. I want to fucking know. Live in your truth. I, I respect people so much more who are able to live in their truth and who are honest about who they are. I can deal with that a lot better than you being closeted because of the way that you, you know that people are going to feel. I love when people live in their truth. Live in your truth, Malik. <laughs> and anybody else, live in your truth. Whatever that truth is, especially after you get to be grown, fuck that. You grown. They ain't paying your bills. <laughs> and Malik Yoba, I don't even know. Like, I think Why Did I Get Married Too was the last time I've seen him in something. And before that, it was fucking New York Undercover, which had been off the air for a long time. They trying to do a re New York Undercover reboot, right? Are they? I think so. Ah, it wasn't that mm. good of a show. I used to watch it. Mm. It has a new meaning now. New York undercover brother. <laughs> Not insinuating that because he likes trans women that he's gay. But that's just the best I can come up with at the time. <laughs> uh, which one of these do I want to go to? Um, let's talk about Mississippi. 
I'm not gonna even play the vid, the the video. I'm just gonna tell y'all what happened. So in Mississippi, there is a, a ceremony hall where this couple was trying to have their wedding, and the the lady recorded the response of the person who owns the hall. <laughs> And she was telling them that they could not have their wedding there. And when she asked her why, she said it was because of her Christian beliefs. Now, you might be saying, oh, this must have been a gay wedding. It wasn't. It was a wedding between a man and a woman. But the woman was black and the man was white. And this white lady told her that they do not do gay weddings and they don't do mixed race weddings because of their Christian values. Now, what the fuck Christianity got to do with this shit? I don't know. <laughs> now, what I will say is I'm not surprised because it's Mississippi. If there was going to be some fuck shit like this to happen, it would be in a place like Mississippi. Um, But turning away interracial couples in 2019, like, is that a thing? Like... <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing. I don't understand. It just happened. It's ridiculous. The question is, is it legal? Well, it's not legal for them to turn away gay couples and people are still doing that shit, so. But nobody really has ever addressed the legality of interracial couples. Nobody's ever addressed that. It's not. Like, a, on the books, the laws mm-hmm. in Alabama is are it still, still illegal? It's still illegal in the books. It's just something that so many people do that nobody, no, um, it's like nobody's really held back from anything. It seems on paper. I wonder if it's the same but, way in Mississippi. I think it's like that in a lot of states. I don't think a lot of states have addressed interracial because because the reason I know this is because this is that's the reason that schools can separate proms without lawsuits and stuff. Because some schools in Alabama still have a white prom and a black prom the fuck yeah some schools still do that and i looked that shit up and it turns out that the interracial laws hadn't really been addressed because black and white folks been fucking each other for so long it ain't no not guessing nobody can do nothing about it and it's just not a pressing thing to take so off the books that is still on the books can they legally do that then in mississippi probably so that if fucking if it's still on their books they probably can but yes. our society has progressed to a point where you can't do that as it pertains to gay people. And then with interracial couples, is it really, I guess it's, it is race-based, but yeah, they gonna... Here's my issue. And this is my, and I've talked about this before, <laughs> about Christians and Christianity sometimes. Some of y'all be doing a lot. So... When the lady told her that they couldn't have the wedding there, she was like, why not? And she said, well, it goes against our Christian beliefs. She said, well, we're Christians. She was like, okay, but we don't do gay or mixed race weddings. And she said, well, where in the Bible does it say that mixed race, you know, people can't marry? And she said, well, I'm I'm not going to defend my, my belief. But listen. You, if you are going to tell somebody that this is the way it is, then you should be able to tell them where you got this from. I hate when I ask religious people, like my mom, don't question God. I ain't questioning him. He ain't him. I'm not looking at his face asking him this question. I'm asking you because you don't have an answer for me. You're making it seem like I'm questioning him. He ain't the one telling me this. You're the one telling me this. I'm asking you. How do you know? Or why do you think this way? Or why do you feel this way? Why, if she asks you where in the Bible it says this, 
Bitch, you should be able to answer that question. Random question. If God appeared out of nowhere right now <laughs> and asked you a question that you could get the answer to, what would you ask him? If I could ask him any question? Yeah. Uh, if he knows what's going to happen, why does he allow bad stuff to happen? Really? Yeah. He will answer any question for you. Okay. That's the question that I don't because he is presented as this all loving God, but then he also let fuck shit happen to people and, and everybody just be like, Well, it's just God's will. I wanna know why. Fuck that. <laughs> what would you ask? Me knowing that he's real in this moment is enough. <laughs> I'm asking this nigga for the Powerball, goddamn. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> uh, you exist, God. My life gonna change like a motherfucker. I can assure you that. <laughs> let me get them Powerball numbers. Also, it's cussing bad. <laughs> I'm getting the, if I can only ask one question, I'm it's the, let me get the Powerball numbers. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like I really cuz my one of the questions that I I have is that it's if you know everything that's going to happen and you know that this is the way the world is going to go, why allow it? For what? For your entertainment? He going to say free will. I don't allow things. I've created a system by which the it works itself. Okay. It's like creating a, it's like an ant farm. Okay, so then why do he get credit for shit then? If he just created it and sent stick hands off, then why are people always thanking God for doing stuff? He didn't do it. God gonna say, That's y'all. <laughs> that ain't me. That ain't me. Then God gonna say, You remember that y'all remember y'all had that story about that dude who saved this woman? Oh yeah. That's an accident. <laughs> People looking at him like he's a fucking hero. He slipped. I saw that shit. I was watching it. I saw him slip and fall, and now he a hero. Y'all did that same shit to me. Y'all done wrote God in a book, and now y'all got me out here like I'm the goddamn Messiah. Nigga, I don't know shit. I got power out the ass, but dinosaurs didn't work out. Hell, that was my first creations. Oh. I didn't realize they were going to be so fucking terrifying and vicious. Christian. Had to kill them motherfuckers. Probably hate this show. <laughs> Y'all are my best creations. Y'all are my... Humans are my best creations. Y'all are good... Not only are y'all a reality show for me, but y'all make reality shows in the reality show I made. <laughs> reality Inception. <laughs> yeah. It's Reality Inception. And I have no concept of the time. I can binge watch for eternity. <laughs> Watch all this shit. Sometimes I just go back and watch your whole life just to do it. My life has not been that interesting. I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry oh. for that little uh, that little situation but that I just had. I just I hate like if you don't have an answer, just say that. That's cool, I guess. But like, do not sit up here and make it seem like <laughs> I'm not gonna defend my faith. I'm just asking you where you're saying it. You the one saying this shit. Where is it? You finna defend this faith or defend these hands <laughs> what you finna goddamn do right now. Like, how do you adjust? I just... And again, it's Mississippi. It's not surprising, but it's just like, really, we still doing this shit, bro. All right. And, you know, KKK been burning crosses since forever. So, religion and racism <laughs> in the hand. Uh because they feel like there's some divine reason. Why would we have
have been created if, if we shouldn't exist and shouldn't be around y'all and all of this shit. The fuck we weren't created like that. I mean, we were just we were all created. We was all one color, and then Pangea split all the fuck up, and one of them was over where the sun is hotter, and so we developed this good old melanin that blocks out the sun and the haters because we got that swag dripping out here. Okay. And some of them went up to that way, ain't no sun, and they became super white. And at the end of the day, that's gonna be their demise. I'm sorry, white people. It's getting hotter <laughs> every year. Y'all gonna have to be out here in hazmat suits pretty soon while we out playing in the fucking sprinklers. And they're gonna be mad. That have you seen that meme of that person standing outside? They standing by the window looking out mad. I don't know Squidward. what cartoon is it from. Squidward is it SpongeBob and Patrick? Yeah, Squidward in the window and SpongeBob and Patrick out there having fun. <laughs> That's what the shit gonna be. I'm sorry. He tried to flood. God tried to flood the world one time. It didn't work. Next time he gonna burn it up. Before it burn, this melanin's gonna have some fun. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna do shit. Uh, we had two hours and three minutes. Oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about to go over <laughs> that makes a difference. Let's see. Jesse Williams got a new Ben and Jerry's flavor named Justice Remixed. Um, yeah, that's weird. Um, there was a 74 year old Indian woman that gave birth to twin girl to twin girls. Damn. Irresponsible. It was through in vitro fertilization. That is irresponsible. Why do you want to have a baby at 73? She, they, her and her husband, her husband, 82, they've been married for 57 years and have been unable to have a baby and just decided they was going to do it. Here's the thing. It's irresponsible. I looked up the, um, this is in India. I looked up the, um, what is it? The um, life expectancy for the average person in India is 68 years. Y'all so already on borrowed time. She expired five years ago. <laughs> and he he ate it too. He even for y'all on borrowed time. Y'all having these babies that you them babies gonna be fucking uh orphans. It's irresponsible, I feel like, to do in vitro for somebody that old. Because what's gonna happen to the kids? They're not gonna make it to 18 before them folks die. Stupid. They gotta have money. They got to to be able to do the in vitro. So if the average is 68, then maybe they're going to live 18 more years. He's already 82. He would be 100. It's 100 years old that exists. That, yeah, that just sit around. Not do, they raise a set. You tell you oh, them rich ass presidents living until goddamn 95, 96 years old. They ain't had no little uh, teenagers running around that they had to keep up with. <laughs> I'm just. I'm he, not at 15. You being in your 90s having a 15 year old. Think about the clients on your caseload. That's that age and the trouble their parents have. And I imagine being 80, 95 with a 15 year old. Man, if you in India and you can afford in vitro fertilization and, and not get stoned to death, <laughs> then you got money. Okay, no they gonna be able money. to pay somebody to take care and run after them kids. While she's slowly dying from her recovery. If I don't get pregnant within the next five years, I'm not. 40 is my cutoff because I just, I know I ain't going to have the patience to be dealing with no bullshit. 40 is the cutoff. It used to be 30, but life just said, fuck you. (laughs) So now 40 is it. Man, life. Life at 30 is when the check engine light come on and don't really. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't really go off. And you take it to the shop and they be like, it's an electrical issue. <laughs> but it might not. I mean, they don't really know. They just say it might be an electrical issue. I don't. That's what life is after 30, okay? <laughs> now, if multiple lights is on, as you get older, multiple lights are going to keep come coming on. on. Yeah. More lights going to keep coming on. And you just got to do your best, man. Keep on trucking. <laughs> we all going to be a limit at some point, goddamn. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a T-shirt. We all gonna be a limit. We all gonna be a limit at some point with a picture of a car fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj is retiring. I don't. I mean, she says she gonna start a family. Which Jeez, no, no rapper retire when they say they gonna goddamn retire. Rappers who retire just diss a fucking peer like yeah, because Jay Z like, made uh, a whole big ass deal about it and then like Missy Elliott. If you gonna stop rapping, just fucking disappear. <laughs> Anybody who say they ain't doing it, shut the fuck up. Just get out of here. Why she can't have stop music and rap? Beyonce out here do a whole motherfucking shit. Because her uh her fiance probably was like, you ain't going to do no more goddamn shows. Probably a controlling <sighs> motherfucker. Yeah, well, he's a accused rapist. I said accused. Okay, well, not convicted. Not convicted, but mm, a lot of rapes don't get convicted. A very very small like one i want to say one to two percent of rapes get reported i mean get convicted after being reported yep um it's very small percentage if i'm wrong on the percentages uh the dean of students resigns after pictures of past tweets surface uh, this is at the university of alabama oh black man ua what do he do dean of students he had three tweets that Breitbart went and looked up and Laura Ingram, this shit started going around Fox News. This is what no, it got so much press. First tweet, the American flag represents a systemic history of racism for my people. Police are a part of that system. Is that hard to see the cor correlation? What's the problem? That's the first one. The second one is I'm baffled about how the first thing white people say is that's not racist when they can't even experience racism. You have zero opinion. That's the What's the one. problem? <laughs> The third one is, are movies about slavery truly about educating the unaware or to remind black people of our place in society? Those are the three tweets. What in the fuck is the problem? I don't have an issue with neither one of them He resigned. Because Fox got a hold to it, bitches. They just waiting for opportunities to look Because they're like, y'all fire our people when they say this. This so. is the crazy thing. They, they claim to be advocates for freedom of speech. But I think they are just advocates of freedom of speech that they want. Yes. They're not f advocates for freedom of everybody's speech. And it's crazy that what their position should be is that UA has no right to uh, force this man into resignation because of his speech. He but what they're say saying anything. is, ah, the left, that's what you get. That's what you get. Left, oh, you be, you be doing this to us. Left, oh, the left, oh, that's what you get. Oh. <laughs> that's what they that's what they doing right now. <sighs> and it's really, really irritating. Speaking of Republicans, very quickly, Isaiah Washington, who was on Grey's Anatomy and got fired for saying homophobic shit, is back in the news because he's a Trump supporter. Let me say this very clearly. 
I don't give a fuck about black people being Republican. I don't give a fuck about black people being conservatives. What I do give a fuck about is the nigga saying he's a Trump supporter. That's a whole different thing. And I get so tired of people who, when folks get upset about people being Trump supporters, saying black people could be Republican. I didn't say they fucking can't. I said he don't need to be in support of Trump. I don't think any human being, I don't give a fuck what side of the fence you're on, needs to be in support of Donald Trump. So, fuck Isaiah Washington. I don't know if this is him. Because really, who cares the fuck? You ain't had nothing going on since they kicked you off of Grey's Anatomy. You basically got blackballed in Hollywood. So I don't know if this is a way for you to bring some attention back to yourself. Because who the fuck was asking Isaiah Washington who he voting for? Don't nobody give a fuck about him. On that Bow Wow shit. Bow Wow and Bobby Valentino shit. <laughs> Just soliciting your unwanted opinion. When your life ain't what it used to be. Like nobody asked you, nigga. And again, you can be, being Republican makes sense for some black people. I get it. Especially if you're in the upper 1%. Makes sense financially for you to be Republican. Have a problem with that. Trump supporters make my ass itch. It's a different thing to me. Difference. Difference. Like when you say they make my ass itch, do you mean like the outside or the inside? I, I didn't think it that far through. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. I'm just saying it, it denotes irritation, right? So I don't know. I don't know what level you were going to with that. I didn't think it that far, and I don't know. It just makes my ass. Itch. I'm gonna say the inside. <laughs> it's like when your ass itch, and you gotta like figure out how to unitch your ass without scratching it. Cause that's like you shouldn't do that <laughs> it's not socially acceptable for you to walk around scratching your ass exactly now. it's like or your crotch any big and cheese area. shouldn't dig cheese or scratch your ass <sighs> that's all i had okay just i'm just making sure <laughs> um well if that's all on your mind it is until we come to the next conversation we out holla <laughs>